I'm here with Peter O'Halloran, Vice President for Global Digital Commerce at Fiserv, to discuss digital goods and services, e-commerce and regulation. Peter, can you tell me about Fiserv's work within e-commerce? Sure, and Sonny, thank you for your time today and it's, it's a pleasure to be here with you. So Fiserv has been working in the e-commerce space for a long time now and we have a significant global breadth and scale of e-commerce assets all around the world. It's a very exciting time to be in the payments business and Fiserv is right at the centre of that. Consumer preferences and their digital buying habits are changing consistently and over the last couple of years we've seen the move from traditional e-commerce to mobile browser-based e-commerce through smartphones and tablet devices, uh, then the rise of apps and now we've moved into the next wave of connected devices such as connected cars and now more recently the, the rise of voice commerce using solutions like smart speakers. So that whole Internet of Things wave is, is really where the future is headed. Uh, we have a situation now in the world where we have about 10 billion Internet of Things devices uh, around the world but by 2025 that will be 64 billion. So. We're really excited because of the opportunities that presents with the technology that we bring and the payments capability around the world. We have a very strong e-commerce portfolio and we're seeing lots of growth in that from our digital merchant base. Fiserv is, I suppose, is best summed up by our aspiration to move money and information in a way that moves the world. So we're one of the world's leading payment and financial technology providers and we're very excited about what's happening in the industry and what we can bring to shape that with the innovation that we are undertaking. Our clients include financial institutions, corporations and merchants across 100 countries and the company's 44,000 associates serve thousands of financial institutions and millions of merchants. So the combination of, of research that we do plus our daily conversations with our millions of merchant clients around the world help us inform consumer digital buying requirements and trends and allow us to stay ahead of the curve and innovate for the future as the market develops. And we're also very excited by the transformative combination of Fiserv and First Data, which we announced last January. We said it would redefine how people and businesses move money and information. And we're even more confident in that commitment today. Together we have deep technological expertise, leading digital and payment capabilities, and the ability to scale integrated solutions to the market. So we are partners in possibility. And you've conducted research looking at the, uh, the rise of digital goods and services. What did you find exploring this topic? That's right, Sonny. So last July, we conducted research which was carried out by Forrester on the rise of digital goods and services. And what we did was we interviewed over 6,000 people all around the world in 15 countries about their digital buying ha habits for goods and services. And what we found was that 74% of all online purchases now are for digital goods and services, which is a real shift from, from what went before. So those digital services include things like video streaming services, on-demand apps for restaurant delivery, music and streaming services. So lots of services that just didn't exist even 10 years ago. What we've also found then, if, if we look at the UK part of that survey, is that residents on average order nine restaurant deliveries per year 
We've also found that UK residents book home shares and travel online nearly four times per year. So we're seeing a real change in how people buy digitally, but also what they spend, you know, what, what it is that they're buying online. So it's really powerful for us to see that. And very interestingly as well, we found that 20% of UK consumers actually have made a purchase in the last year on a games console, which is another interesting development which has only really become apparent in the last number of years. Do you have any kind of explanation for why these numbers are growing? Yeah, I think it's it's the rise of the, the gig economy or the on-demand economy where you see lots of services that have only been possible through the proliferation of smartphone devices and the rise of app technology to allow services like Uber and Lyft and Deliveroo and Netflix to be consumable and available through apps and smartphone devices. So that has taken the convergence of smartphone technology, 3, 4 and 5G technology and Wi-Fi as well to, to make that possible. So a lot of these services you know, really started to emerge from 2010 onwards and that's where we're seeing the growth because industries are being completely reshaped like the taxi industry and the ride-sharing industry and also you know, the restaurant industry are being reshaped by these new channels and new services that digital capability brings. And how is this tech space evolving to accommodate for these new comment markets? So it's evolving in a very interesting way. I mean, it's, it's evolving really, really quickly. As I mentioned, since sort of early 2000s, where traditionally e-commerce was people on a PC buying through a website, and that has evolved through mobile browsers, apps, Internet of Things devices, and now voice commerce, we are seeing that the key thing is it's important for merchants to make sure that the experience is seamless. And the only thing that is moving more quickly than the technological advancements is consumer expectation. So what we're seeing is that customers expect the same experience to transact digitally, whether they are doing it through a web browser or making a voice command to a smart home speaker. And that's really exciting for us. And we announced a partnership with ExxonMobil and Amazon to enable the ability to pay for fuel through Amazon Alexa. We're going to be rolling that out in the US to about 11,000 ExxonMobil stations uh, later this year. And there are some real-world advantages and benefits to doing that for consumers. It reduces the amount of time somebody needs to spend in a petrol station. For connected cars that have Alexa built in, people will be able to ask Alexa to pay for fuel, and then that will be paid for by their Amazon Pay account, which is all connected to that. And then using our capability, we will ultimately relay that message to the pump. The pump will be unlocked, so the person then only needs to step out of their vehicle to actually pump the fuel. They don't need to walk into the store to pay at a terminal, and they don't need to pay at the actual fuel dispensing unit. And that's very powerful for a number of reasons. Let's say the weather is really cold, it reduces the time out of the car, or if you've got kids in the car, you don't want to have to go into a store or spend extra time at the forecourt. And also, we know there is a, a skimming problem out there where fraudsters can skim the readers on forecourts, so this takes away that problem because the person doesn't need to take out their payment card to make the payment. So we see this as the next wave. In fact, we've been on this journey with Exxon for a number of years. We enabled the ability a few years ago in the UK and across Europe and in the US to trigger a fuel payment 
through a mobile app that a consumer in the UK, the US and other parts of Europe can download so that before they leave home or as they arrive in the fueling station, they can say, I want to top up by £50. That means that the transaction is faster and, and more digital. Um, so we see this as very exciting. We're delighted to be at the epicentre of this technological wave and with the growth in Internet of Things devices predicted to 2025 and beyond, we think this is only going to enable us to create more innovation and more seamless experiences for our consumers. Market shifts usually include the range of new regulations and in this case with e-commerce that involves PSC2 and SCA. Are these security measures good enough? I think so. So Payment Service Directive to Strong Customer Authentication is basically a European Union initiative to bring EMV chip and PIN, which we've had in Europe since 1993 in the current present environment, to reduce fraud and improve security for payments to the internet. And that's very powerful. The, the idea from the European Union is to do this is to make online commerce more frictionless and more secure to drive more digital commerce from people who, who will be happier to spend on the web knowing that with strong customer authentication their payment instrument details are more secure. So obviously the, the deadline for that, the initial deadline was September 14th 2019 and that has shifted and there's also a divergence now. So the UK moved quickly to a date which was March 2021 and then the rest of the European economic area, the deadline is the 31st of December 2020. The reason that that date shifted out from September 14, 2019, is because lots of surveys were done through many organisations across Europe throughout the course of last year. And by June 2019, it became clear that only about 40% of merchants were going to be ready for this regulatory change to come into place. And if it had happened on September 14th, we would have seen a lot of business being declined because issuers in the region would have had to decline those transactions if they were not strong customer authenticated. So those deadlines are moved out, but the market is now readying itself to to have those changes made. So we've enabled our solutions to do that and, and merchants then need to integrate and, and update their digital payment capabilities to ensure that they can enjoy this security and make sure that they don't experience unnecessary declined transactions. How are companies dealing with these new requirements? So I suppose in the case of Fiserv, we have enabled an omni-channel solution because while this is mostly for digital commerce, it also does affect contactless transactions in the physical space. So we have an omni-channel solution with APIs where merchants can integrate their POS device or their website or their app or their Internet of Things device to that. And that two-factor authentication is inherently available from us. So we've worked and integrated with EMVCO's 3D Secure 2.0 solution. So merchants simply need to take our specifications and those from the other providers in Europe integrate those to be ready. Quite a number have done that already, but you know we're working closely with, with everybody to ensure that that's in place before the deadline. 